Hey guys, and welcome back to another podcast with For Generations to Come, where I'm your host, Moesha Gray, and here we break generational curses by sharing experiences, empowering, embracing, and most importantly, by loving. First of all, thank you for agreeing to be transparent and come on here and share your story, because a lot of people don't want to do that. Um, not only that okay I seen when I seen the YouTube video and I watched the whole thing I was like this is it so tell us your YouTube name because I probably say it wrong yeah so it's just um on YouTube Instagram Twitter wherever it's Miss Brittany M okay and before we hop into it um you can go ahead and introduce yourself and then we just tell everybody what we're going to be talking about yeah, so I am a YouTuber. Um, I'm also a marketing manager at a marketing firm, and um, I'm a disciple. So I feel like a lot of young girls, younger girls or millennials can relate to me because um, I am 23, but I also love God and I have a lot of fun. So I feel like my channel, um, I'm able to incorporate all aspects of that. Um, so yeah. Okay, so when the video that you posted, um, I've been following you for a while. So I've been watching, <laughs> not watching like that, but i just been following you for a while. Now I've been watching you because you're yes, a marketing yeah. strategist. So I, yeah, so I've been watching. Um, but yeah, so when I seen that video about your life after ba- baptism or Christ, I was like, this is it, because a lot of people need to know this. Um, As Christians, I think we sugarcoat a lot of things, and as far as, especially our younger generation, they may walk into it thinking they're about Mm -hmm. to walk on rose petals. So I think that it's okay for us to be very transparent about our walk with Christ, because that's more attractive. Um. So I just want everyone to know, first of all, we're talking about life after baptism or life after Christ. And Miss um, Brittany M. is going to be sharing with us her story and being transparent and open about how she really felt and how she want others to, uh, or what she want others to know about what really happened. Um, just so others can get the feel of things. Like we want you to come to Christ, of course, but like I said, being open and honest and transparent has attracted more people to even myself than me just trying to sugarcoat things. So, first of all, I'll start off by asking, have you been baptized before being baptized a couple of months yes, ago? Yes, believe it or not. Um, so I was baptized when I was 18. Um, and as soon as I got baptized, well, first, it was kind of like the entire youth ministry got baptized the same day. So it wasn't as intentional Mm -hmm. because it was just like something that everybody did once they graduated uh, high school. So everybody came in. We all knew we were getting baptized. And then you got a certificate. And that was that. And I just knew that um, from my knowledge, because I was baptized back then, it was just like, okay, now I'm saved. I'm I'm publicly announcing that I believe in Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior. That was it. So I had no conviction. I never studied out the Bible. Um, I never built a relationship one-on-one with him. It was more like um, something you do for fun, it kind of seemed like. And just to say that you did it. I think that's the issue, yeah. Because I got baptized when I was nine. And, uh, you know, back then, things have Mm -hmm. changed a lot. 
you know, we're not that old, but I can definitely tell how much things have changed because when I got baptized when I was nine, I did it because yep. that was what you do. Yep. Like that was, <laughs> I mean, that was what my parents told me. And at nine years old, <laughs> I was thinking about planting dirt, honey. I was, I was not thinking. And then, you know, I don't know if you all may remember, but we had like the morning bench. You remember that? Okay. You probably don't remember that. You're like, I oh, know we, we didn't do that up here. But back at my old church, we had like this something called the morning bench. So at a certain age, they would have all the kids um, sit up there before baptism and they would kind of make us uh, accept Christ or make us uh, cry or feel the Holy Spirit. It was like a make it or break wow. it kind of thing. And then after that, you got baptized. Yes, I'm like, now that I think about it, I'm like, why would right? they do that? <laughs> so, yeah. So being that young, I wasn't really thinking. I just did yep. what I was told. So I totally understand that part. Um, so I can, can I ask you, why did you decide to get baptized? Yeah, so I felt like all throughout my childhood, I was a Christian because my grandma was a Christian type of thing. So it was like, you know, why do you believe in God? And my answer was always like, because I grew up in the church. Like, it was never um, my own opinion, my own testimony, my own belief. It was just, that's how I grew up. That's what I was taught. And I just went with it. And so when I moved to Atlanta, once I turned 19, um, that's when I decided to go ahead and look for a church home here. But that's the first time where I had freedom to really do my own research. And so um, I'm the mm-hmm. only person in my house that goes to church. And so during that time here, I was really able to like church hop, figure out what worked for me, what didn't work for me, um, really study out the Bible on my own, really have my own quiet time um, and really build a solid relationship, an intentional relationship with the Lord. And then that's when I realized that the first time I got baptized was just for show. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, so recently I was baptized August 24th and that's when I felt like, okay, I'm ready. You know, like now I know who he is. Now I understand um, what the walk looks like. Now I understand the promises that he has for me. I understand both heaven and hell. I understand, um, how significant and important the relationship with him is and I actually felt like I knew him now so I just wanted to do it um for myself and to make sure I was doing it the right way and I think that's important because I know that I didn't get my own personal relationship with him until 2015 so I probably was like 18 at the time I just graduated high school so I probably was like 18 and I grew up in the church. Grew up in the church. My dad was a deacon. He's now a pastor. Um, my mom was always at every event. So I grew up in the church. But I think that after my mom passed is when I was really forced to say, okay, what's really going on? Just like when you moved out on your own, you, you're really forced to say, okay, what's next? You're really forced to go out and do things on your own, basically, or find your own ways. So for me, when that happened, I was definitely like, okay, let me let me question the man that we go to church and see or talk about. Let me figure out what's going on. And having your own relationship is so much better than trying to grasp off of your parents or grasp off of mm-hmm. your grandmothers or anybody. So 
for me, having my own relationship was really critical. And it still is to this day that a lot of people think that, oh, my grandmother is saved and, you know, my mom is saved, that it will help them. But it's so much better when you actually do your own research, when you actually figure out, okay, this is Very what true. I want yeah. to do. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, you know what? I'm glad you said that because I was thinking about, um, actually, my cousin is getting rebaptized. And we asked her, you know, why are you getting rebaptized? Because I want to know. Like, I'm a curious person. So I'm glad that you did say because the first time was for show. Because I know for me, I just did it just yeah. because everybody did it. But now I understand the significance of it, then I can say, okay, that's not that's why I did it then, but that's why right, I did yeah. it. So, so another question that I have is, um, what do you think? what do you think that people need to know after they get baptized um, or coming to Christ? What would you say coming to Christ or getting baptized? Um, well, for me, believe it or not, actually getting baptized, I fought myself about it for maybe a good two months. Um, because in, in my mind, I was so in the world at the time where I felt like, I love God, but like, I'm having a lot of fun in the world. And when I say that, meaning like, when I thought about me getting baptized, I just kept thinking about everything I'm giving up and sacrificing that I didn't want to let go. And so to me, it was like, Mm -hmm. dang, so if I get baptized, and I really decide to commit fully and do this, like, I'm thinking like, oh, now I can't go out with my friends. Now I can't be turned. Now I gotta, I'm gonna become like the boring other church girls is what I called it. Oh, yeah. um, and so I didn't want to do it. I was like, I'm not ready. And I kept telling people like, I'm not ready to do it. But something in my heart keeps telling me I need to, but I know I'm not ready. And so I used to really battle with like, in my mind, I just kept thinking once I get baptized, I was just going to become like this, this wholesome, boring, no personality, <laughs> you know, individual. And I was just <laughs> like, I'm not ready for that. But once I got baptized, I realized that um, our personality is still the same. The things I enjoy doing is still the exact same. And so it's not much about what I gave up. It was more about um, the boundaries that are now in place. And so that's one thing I never thought about. Because when you think about it, I look at my relationship with God like a marriage. And so when you get married, even though I've never been married, I will think when you get married, um, naturally you won't do certain things naturally you may not go certain places naturally you're going to cut some people off in order to respect your husband and your marriage and it's the same exact Mm -hmm. thing because when you're married you do it out of love you know what I mean and so you get baptized Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the same exact feeling where it's like I'm not giving up these things and I'm not like angry about it or like bitter about it you know I'm giving it up out of love. It's like, genuinely, I want to give this up to please God. Genuinely, I want to give this up to respect him and to respect the relationship I have with him. And so I just felt like my mindset. I wish I would have known that before I got baptized. You know, a lot of people think exactly what you just said as far as what they're giving up. So a lot of people do want to come to Christ. I have so many people in my inbox telling me, I'm going to do this, but the pressure of giving mm-hmm. this up or the pressure of feeling like I am, this one girl was in my inbox the other day, and she said, I want to give this up, but it's like the pressure 
of after you come to Christ, it's like all eyes are on you. And I can totally right. relate. So it's like, you can't do this. And people are putting the pressure on you, like rules, like a set of rules. Like, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do that. So you're walking around like a robot. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of people feel. And believe it or not, that's why a lot of people would rather stay in the world. Because we put on that perception of that's how you have to be. A lot of people have put that out there as these are the rules. And if you don't follow it, then you can't be a Christian. And people are like, no. Because believe it or not, a lot of people don't like rules. We don't like certain things. We don't like to follow certain rules. Especially if they are crossing what we already do. So as far as I'm glad, I'm really glad you said that because a lot of people do think that and they're under so much pressure. And I tell people that in my inbox, you don't have to be under so much pressure because a lot of people that tell you these things are not doing these things. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at what's best for you. And that's why it's best to have your own solid relationship with Christ because what you may get convicted about I'm not convicted about. Yep. So it's certain things. And since we are going into the area of pressure, let's talk about friends. Um, I know that you said in the video about how you didn't want to tell your friends or your accountability partners about what's going on because of the pressure or maybe you felt pressured. Um, Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, after I got baptized, when I first got baptized, I was on fire. So like I'm setting on these boundaries. I'm being extra careful, making sure I'm not um, tempting myself or falling into temptation and making sure like I'm, I'm sticking to my convictions and all that good stuff. Um, but as the months started to go by and I'm hanging out with my regular friends, um, in the beginning, I know that they had um, like because I was just baptized they would like double think about inviting me certain places or talking about certain things or including me in certain situations but as the months went on it's kind of like they slowly you know forgot about it like okay she got baptized a couple months ago so we're gonna just remain who we are and I was either going to fall in line or I was gonna um, keep that the same boundaries up And so over time, I just noticed that I started slipping back into the old me. And so the boundaries started coming down little by little, slowly and slowly. And I started getting invited more places. And and I started going out with my friends, doing what they do. And and instead of me saying like, no, I'm cool, you know, I'm going to skip this one out or making sure that um, I'm sticking to my convictions, I started, you know, slowly, um, letting my guard down pretty much. And so I noticed that with my friends from church or my friends who are disciples, um, regardless if they go to my church or not, they would just ask me like, okay, Britt, you're hanging out with them a lot, but now you're hanging out with us less. And so I noticed that before I had a balance, um, but eventually my friends who didn't have the same morals or beliefs or convictions as me, um, they consumed most of my time. And you know the whole quote, birds of a feather flock together. And so naturally, mm-hmm. things that I had a strong conviction about didn't seem that serious after a while. And, and the boundaries that I had up in the beginning were completely gone. And so um, 
I stopped feeling convicted about certain things and I started, you know, having fun doing the same things we used to do um, before I got baptized. And so I actually didn't realize it until one of my friends said, you know, once you got baptized, I thought it was going to be different, but you're the same Brittany. And that broke my heart. Because yeah. that's a problem. Oh, that would have definitely like, oh, look. See, that's how I am. Okay, see, now... I didn't have, I had that problem at the beginning. Now I'm totally fine because I get convicted real quick. Like, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> what you doing? And, but not only that, though, I have people, believe it or not, you have people watching mm-hmm. you. So when they see you doing certain things, even though they may be doing a certain thing, the, like the same thing, they're going to call you out because you're the one that's supposed to be saved. Right. So, but I don't feel, I don't feel as if, oh, you know, they're watching me. Let me not do this. But that's actually my character now. So as you continue to build that, you're like, oh, let me step back because, you know, there are people watching mm-hmm. me. And I am held accountable by people, by strangers. So it's like you're basically held accountable by strangers that you don't even know. But I think to a certain extent, that's a good thing. Because then you're like, I shouldn't be doing it anyway. So let me step back a little bit. Yeah. So I want to talk about how important do you think accountability is? Because I think it's 100% important. Oh, yeah. I think it's definitely 100% important. I feel like um, to a lot of people who aren't Christians or for a lot of people who have strayed away from God, as disciples, we're the closest thing to church that they ever encounter. And whether we like that responsibility or not, it's just the truth. And so... Mm-hmm. If I'm the person that people are coming to for prayer, for advice, for wisdom, for um, comfort, for love, you know, to be able to share their their secrets with me and know that it's a judgment-free zone, I can't be the same person that's indulging in sin with them at the same time. Um, because then yeah. that confuses them. And so, you know, sometimes as disciples, we can say like, oh, well, you know, it's my life and I don't do this for the people. And and at the end of the day, nobody should be judging anyone. But in reality, when you're speaking of someone who really doesn't know the word or doesn't really understand the love of God, they're looking at you for that standard. And so um, the Bible talks about a double-minded man. And so I just feel like as Christians, sometimes, well, this is exactly how I felt. I didn't want the responsibility, which is exactly why oh, I was my so afraid. <laughs> um, but now it's just like, you know what? This is my responsibility. When I decided to to get dipped in that water, when I decided to um, commit to this God, my God, um, that was the responsibility that I was given. And so, you know, it, you just got to do what you got to do. And I thank God for my friends who are like-minded like me, my Christian friends, because they show me that they correct me they encourage me um but i have to remember too and as christians we always have to remember we're not the only christians in the world so it's like everything i'm struggling with they are too um so i guess for me it was the whole thing about stop acting like you have it all together and just be honest when you don't that's how i am i will correct somebody really quick like look i am human (laughs) i love jesus i'm absolutely saved I will pray the walls down, but I am human, okay? And I'm glad you said you didn't want the responsibility because that was definitely, 
after I got saved, I was on fire. And then after a while, I realized that as a Christian, you should be growing. And I was like, I don't really want to grow because I know uh, my purpose was to help mentor other people. I was like, no, I don't want that responsibility. Like, that's like I got my own problems. I, I don't need nobody else. Right. So that's how I was like, um, I don't want to do this. As the group and my friends that aren't as saved as me or aren't saved, um, I'm, they call me the mama bear. <laughs> so I'm basically the mama. At first, I had a problem with it. I did have a problem with it at first. But now I definitely don't <laughs> because I'm the one that they may invite. They may still invite me to certain places, but they know I may not mm-hmm. go. So they just <laughs> they just decide to invite anyway. But I'm also the person they come to for prayer, for advice, and to be open and transparent with. And I'm totally okay with that because if they don't have anybody else to go to, if they're depressed or going through anxiety or thinking about suicide, I know they have me. So I can't be entertaining them and try to mentor them at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, I, I really felt that when you said the responsibility. Now I'm like, okay, I'm okay with it. I'm just going to breathe this thing out, whatever come my way. But that, that was definitely totally yeah. me. So <laughs> do you have anything else to tell us? Because I have a lot of questions, <laughs> but I just want you to take over the floor if you have anything else before I start running into other questions. Yeah, I just wanted to say, um, really, the main questions I get, um, well, one thing I want to be clear is that we have to remember that the enemy knows exactly what your type is and what your dreams are and what um, your desires are and what pleases you. So sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like we can get confused Um, about what's from God and and what's from the enemy. And then we also have to remember that sometimes like you have these tests, like Satan had to ask God for permission in order to test Job, one of his greatest servants. So it's like, you have to remember that Satan is going to throw these temptations at you and it's up to you to to pass or fail. Um, And so when something comes exactly the way you've been praying for, it doesn't mean it's sent from God. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I just definitely want to make that clear because a lot of people, you know, they get these opportunities and they call it these blessings. And in reality, it's just a distraction from what you're called to do or who you're called to be. Um, and when I say that, I'm talking specifically to my sisters because, um, I see in a lot of my sisters, the enemy using men and relationships and really playing with their hearts, um, distracting them from what they're called to do. So just please stay in your word to understand the difference. Okay, so why, back to the friends, because I know I wanted to ask this, um, the, your friends that I saved, why didn't you feel as if you could be open and transparent with them about how you were really feeling? Mm-hmm. Um. So for one, my friends that are saved that I'm closest to, they grew up in the church. And so even though I grew up in the church, I had a lot of freedom. And so like, for an example, a lot of my friends who are saved are virgins. I can't relate to that. A lot of my friends who are saved, you know, I know I have one friend that never had a boyfriend before, so she can't relate to me. 
You know, I know friends who've never been to the club before. I know friends who've never had a drink before, never smoked hookah before. So like everything that I considered fun and entertaining and, and everything I used to get into, they cannot relate. And so that was one reason why it was hard for me to open up because I'm like, my sin is so far fetched from you guys that I don't even mm-hmm. know how you guys would handle it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that was one. So, well, because I was thinking, like, I really want to know. So I'm glad you answered that because I am that friend that want. It's hard to like. Okay, I don't really want the responsibility of other people's problems, but again, again, I want to be that person that people can feel so um open with that they can be like, okay, I know I can talk to Moish about this. And I try my best to be that person. It's a lot of things people have come to me and I'm just like, okay, what are you gonna do next? Like no judgments on here. Just what's what's your next step? So but yes, a lot of people look for people that can be relatable. So especially me being twenty one, you being twenty three, and they see that I've had people that would inbox me that is around 18, 19, 20, some people are about thirty. And they're looking for somebody that they can be relatable to. So I am glad that you did say that because, but even though people haven't gone through our issues or something, they've went through yep. something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they can still totally help in some way. Um, the last question that I have, and then I'm going to let you share your social medias again in case somebody didn't catch it, is what are some ways that you are staying on course with God? Yes, I feel like um, the top three ways. The first way is making sure that I'm not making that same mistake twice. So, like, even though I do have different friends and we all grew up differently, making sure that I'm not convincing myself, like, oh, they wouldn't understand. They wouldn't get it. They never lived that life. It's like, no, still share. Because in reality, if you think about it, it's still excuses. So just making sure regardless of their background what they've gone through like you said everybody's gone through something so just making sure I am open and I am honest and I understand that if somebody's going to be a friend I need to use them like a friend so there's no point in Mm -hmm. I'm just hanging out with y'all when things are great we're having fun but when it comes to the hard times or the struggles or the insecurities or the secrets I don't come to you for that stuff so then are they really your friend you know so just making sure I'm being fully transparent with them another thing is making sure that I'm actually making time for God myself and what I mean by that is um I'm naturally a clingy person and when I'm in relationships like I wake up and I want to hear that person's voice I always want to know what that person's doing I'm sending snapchats all throughout the day I'm like stalking you on Instagram you know when I'm (laughs) dating I'm very very like hands-on and and involved and so it was my job to make sure that my relationship with God, I'm the same exact way. So I'm reading my Bible, I'm worshiping, I'm watching um, YouTube videos and different sermons. I'm in community with other like-minded people. I'm following a bunch of people who are safe, making sure that I'm also hands-on and involved. Um, and the third way would be to make sure I incorporate him in everything I'm passionate about. So um have you ever like follow somebody on Instagram and they there's like no sign of their relationship like at all (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so sometimes that's a little sketchy it's a little suspect it's like 
what and then they pop up you know married one day like when were you dating like yeah. how did that even work <laughs> and then you feel like you don't even know that person so I never want somebody to feel like that with me like oh you're a Christian I had no idea like when did this happen I never want anyone to feel like that so making sure yeah. whatever I do I'm either thanking him including a scripture including my favorite song um, just bringing him up in normal conversations because I never want someone to say they did not know definitely mm. all right do you have anything else before we close out because I can forget <laughs> you know I know as soon as I live as soon as I listen I'm like oh my god I should ask this or I should have said this so anything else, any tips or anything that you can give us before we close out? Um, I would just say make sure as like the body of Christ, we're all using each other. I mean, even with you, I was so excited when you reached out to me. I was so excited for us to connect. And everybody asked me about the sweatshirt. Everybody is always asking me about um, your page and your business page. So just making sure that for those of you who are saved, um, making sure we're using each other and we're because you could have picked mm-hmm. any other YouTuber, you could have picked any other social media influencer, and you chose me. So that's just an honor. I definitely see God working through me. All right. So first of all, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to today's episode. All right. Let us know what you think. We like to hear feedback. We want to know what you all thought about it. We want to know how it's touching you. We want to know how it's getting you up and working towards a better relationship with Christ. All right. So make sure that you follow Miss Brittany M on all of her social medias, which is Twitter, YouTube and Instagram for sure. And also when you share this, make sure you tag her and tag me, which is Moesha C underscore, and share your feedback with us, all right? So make sure that you do that, as well as make sure you support this podcast so we can continue to make great content for you guys, all right? So once again, thank you, and as always, we'll talk to you next week.